Welcome. You are now listening to the Anything Goes podcast with your hosts, Greg and Alex. Yo, Johnny Knoxville. What are these people listening to? Anything goes? <laughs> this is Mecca, and you're listening to the Anything Goes podcast. We're talking about that Check, check. One, two, one, two, three, five, twelve, fourteen, ninety-nine. We're bringing you back to the days of Woodstock with Limp Biscuit. Is this what started it all? Uh, no. It's not. But it is good. So good. I'm taking it, Fred. Feel it. Feel it. I do, 20 years later. Yeah, man. When this song kicks in, I want you to fucking kick in. You got it? I'm about to break things right now. <laughs> so there's uh, Limp Biscuit. Break stuff. Woodstock. 99. Play out. Gotta. You can't stop it now. It's the best part. Alright, I'll stop it there. Nah. <laughs> Is this the craziest part of any of this show? Like when you're in the pit? Yeah. This is definitely most intense. This is when I'm like, go to the back. Yeah. See you later. Right now. Right here. And there goes a wood panel. You know how many people were at this Woodstock? Is it like 200,000? 400,000 people. Holy moly. Breaking stuff apart right now. Crazy. I mean, it was right after. It wasn't so, even during. Uh, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to jump on this bandwagon here, right? Oh, yeah, we're on it. <laughs> yeah. We've been on it since we saw this documentary that came out on Netflix. We have, so I'm sure a lot of you have heard or seen as a... Woodstock 99 documentary on Netflix. Three episodes. Three episodes. Each one is like 50 minutes long. Yeah. And it pretty much brings you through the entire Woodstock 99. Yeah. From like the making of it from, you know, Woodstock 69 to how 99 got brought up and to the yeah. end. There was a Woodstock 94 also. Yes. With Green Wasn't, Day. And, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was like the mud. Yes. Fight. Uh, this one is the train wreck. That's, That's what it's called, what it's called on, on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, so definitely check it out. It's so interesting. It's, it really is. Even if you're not like like obviously you and me, maybe not as much as you, but we're huge on biscuit fans. 
So, you know, it's interesting, but just music in general, it was just interesting. And just not even, even if you don't even like music, which you're weird if you don't. Yeah. But it's just super interesting. Yeah. Like you said, it was a three-part documentary. The first part was pretty much just how they got the show Woodstock. Yeah, and like the beginning of the The history one, of it, kind of. yeah. Episode two was pretty much like Limp Biscuit. It was. They focused a lot on yeah. Limp Biscuit. yeah. And then the third episode was the aftermath and the riots. It was and day three. And yes. The after. Yeah. So pretty much each each episode it was, like one, was two and three was a separate day. Right. Because it was a three day festival. Yeah. And back then, this was 1999, 400,000 people went to this like Air Force base. Yeah. In like upstate New York, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rome, New York. Yep. Rome, New York. Went in Rome. <laughs> burn stuff down. Yep. Yep, and it was July 22nd. Well, actually, it was a four-day four day festival. Oh. Yeah, but I think it started like Thursday night or whatever. Yeah. But it was July 22nd to July 25th. Right. Of 1999. Yeah, I was actually not even 10 yet. Because really? I turned yeah. 10, in, 10 in December. So I was... Thir- no. 15. 15. And I was, I would say... No, you weren't yet. 14? Yeah, cause October. Okay. I was probably two years away. From, like, going. From going to uh But we talked about Woodstock. this as it was on. Yeah. There's no way you would be able to not shower. I know. I know. I, I would have had to, I don't know. I think what I would have done, honestly, and I would have pulled it off, I think I would have left, went home, and somehow worked my way back in I each day. I believe that, yeah. Yeah, even though they weren't allowing that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you know how much in 1999 this... I guess four day, three day festival cost back then. Festivals were so cheap back then. Yeah. But Woodstock, it was known to be like, actually, it was more the vendors inside were expensive. I say forty dollars. One fifty. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I went way yeah, too low. Yeah, one fifty. Yeah, no, but it was like. Like I remember, Bamboozle and Warp Tour were like nothing back in the day. Yes. So, and it said this was considered costly for yeah, a festival yeah, back then. Okay, I yeah. wasn't sure if. It was just the vendors inside because it said it was all like outside contractors and they just kind of, we'll mm-hmm. get into that. But. Yeah. Uh, so it was 150 pre-sale and $180 if you bought it at the gate. Oh my so gosh. $30 more. And back at the 1994 Woodstock, mm-hmm. a lot of people were like sneaking in. Yes. They were just like going under the fence. Yes. So this one, they really like guardrailed everything up. They built a wall. Yes. Through, pretty much. Know, around the entire And that thing. stopped people from being able to leave and come back in. Mm. And when people, these 400,000 people showed up and they were going through security, they were taking any food, right. any drinks, any water bottles. They were not allowing yeah. anything Just into insane. Yeah, this concert. You couldn't bring anything. But, hey, you got drugs? Come on in. Because <laughs> yes. obviously that was all allowed. For sure. Yep. And this was way before the time of cell phones yeah. and social, social media. media and live recording and live feeds it was said at one point that it was so able to be hidden from the media for so long well not so long for a couple days because there is no one showing look this is exactly what's going on yeah now would be facebook live instagram live twitter tiktok all this stuff showing look what's going on here and it would get shut down right away (laughs) that's i guess the positive thing about social media they sold $60 million worth of tickets. Holy. $60 million, yep. Yeah, so they don't care what happened to it. No, they did not care. And on top of that, they were charging vendors $500 each to set up tables. Jeez. And so, I'm sure there were a lot. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the vendors were able to charge whatever they wanted. Yep. They could, you know, one day have a bottle of water, $4. And the next day have it $12. Yeah. They could do whatever they wanted. Which is what they were doing. They were price gouging big time. As other tents ran out of things, they would be like, oh, well, there's no water there. So we're more in demand. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, all right. I guess let's start from the beginning. Okay. Uh, But real quick, I just want to throw out some of the bands that we're playing. It actually, it's like very random, but there's a lot of like bands where I'm like, oh man, that's pretty cool. Oh, pretty much it was like every band of the 90s that anybody liked. Yeah. So there were so many bands mm-hmm. and like solo acts and this and that, but some ones that we know, DMX yeah. was there, The Offspring, Corn, Bush, <laughs> Insane Clown Posse was there. Oh. Funny. Uh, who else? There's just so many. Limp Biscuit, obviously. Mm-hmm. Kid Rock, Rage Against Machine, Metallica. Oh wow! Yeah, they didn't even mention Metallica. Or really. Rage? No, or Rage. Nope, they didn't. Ice Cube was there. Everclear. You it's... would think that only like nine acts were on. Uh, I know. They made it seem. I know. Yep, yep. Willie Nelson, Everlast, Creed, uh, mm-hmm. Chili Peppers, Our Lady Peace, Seven Dust, Jesus. Megadeth. I had no idea there was this many. So many. Yep, yep, yep. I swear. I swear. I really thought there were only like... I mean, obviously, I knew there were more than what they showed. Yeah. But I thought there was only like 20. Yeah. Uh, You know what's funny is I actually remember there was a live stream on like pay-per-view of the the Woodstock. Really? I remember watching it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That's so funny. And it was like three, four days straight of it. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know all day long but we would kind of just flip on oh, every now and then see what bands are playing and right right remember watching on tv yeah that's so funny so we saw parts of it and man i was like two years away from being there that would have been so something crazy that would have been something yeah oh, that would have been i mean somehow you like survive everything yeah but that's i don't know I would have been like, oh my, I always would have asked you about it. Like, oh my God, mm-hmm. tell me again what happened. I know. I kind of <laughs> wish I was there. I really but do. But who knows what happened? That was crazy. I know. And they said the temperature was hitting over 100 degrees. Well, you've been in, but that's Yeah, so that low. wouldn't even be bad to me. Yeah. But actually, we went to Hellfest in New Jersey. It was at oh the Rexplex, and it was three days of just all the hardcore bands right. that you could ever think of and just everyone mm-hmm. but that we had a hotel for and each night we would drive to the hotel and, go, and, and be able to be shower, able to shower <laughs> and wash Pooh Bear and then go back the next day and so and sleep in a bed this you washed Pooh Bear? I in the shower okay. I would bring in the shower and I was then I said no way yeah no no brought in the shower and then hung oh yes yes yeah well at skate and surf yeah and you know same thing now and hang it out the window for it to dry right and then when it didn't dry remember because it wouldn't totally dry it would take the the hair dryer and the, and the entire room and yeah and dry it out that's hysterical and then it would dry out in the sun of course within and like 20 minutes yeah, yeah of course for sure that next day mm-hmm. but uh but the Hellfest was was indoors so yeah so that was the close thing i've been to woodstock but that is like one percent of woodstock oh, yeah. so i'm just saying like i've done a three-day festival and i survived it but i would have loved you to be had at a woodstock. hotel room yes exactly <laughs> not a tent for sure yeah, and they pitched these tents, and there wasn't even enough, like, grass on the grounds for tents. Yeah, it was, like, ass. So, yeah, it was, like, asphalt yeah. and concrete that they were sleeping on. Right, and, like, having to walk on. And if you've ever been to, like, just an open area, you know it's so much hotter. Mm-hmm. 
when it's that instead of like grass or you know oh yeah dirt yep. I don't know. <laughs> and then also there were like two main stages of woodstock and they were like three miles apart oh my god yeah so people had to either walk back and forth oh my. which In was the heat crazy with far no water or they had like a bus to take them back and forth but the bus was like lines for oh my god. so long and so hot and so cramped and it was just terribly like put together and yeah. organized yeah yeah so but it was like literally like each side of this uh that's crazy yeah imagine yeah it was a long it's like all right well Limp Bizkit's on in a half hour. You should probably get kept going. Exactly. Yes, yes. You'd have to take a bus, and the bus was just jam-packed. And oh, my God. It's crazy. Like, this base, this Air Force base, it was right. complete sides of it. Right. It's crazy. So, yeah. So, we did, like I said, watch a documentary. Mm-hmm. Three episodes. Pretty much three hours long. Yeah. And, man, they said a lot. And oh, man. A lot of it. Uh, so, it was 2.3 miles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, pretty much. Similar. So just, I think it's more of just how hot it was. Yes, exactly. And I don't know, where, where should we start from, like, the very beginning, I guess? Um, whatever, yeah. You lead. All right, so these organizers put this together, and MTV was there, and a couple other music stations and TV shows to mm-hmm. report. And that's the only thing that really got out to, like, the public. Yes. I think what did it, again, we'll get there, but I think what really let things out were was the third day yes which was not the day that limp Bizkit performed. no it was not my mind was like blown yeah like i obviously knew like okay they're blaming limp Bizkit, but it was like blown like watching this i'm like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. wait what because mm-hmm. they just were like we need someone to point our finger at oh look there's fred he's the bad guy of the 90s let's point it at him yep and speaking of fred he said during the concert mm-hmm. he's like don't let anybody get hurt out there if uh, someone always. if someone falls, pick them up. Yep. And we're we already let that negative energy out. It's time to reach down and bring some positive energy. Yes. Here. He always, always says he's actually stopped songs and been like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's someone there. They're down. I'm worried about them. Everybody open yes. it up, get this person yep. up. Yeah, for sure. I've been to many shows where he's literally pointed a person out or called someone out for being a jerk to someone and been mm-hmm. like, You're a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. I mean, I've been to countless oh. concerts, obviously, and I've seen very few people, if any, take care of their friends like Fred Durst oh does. Oh, my God. He's the best. Like, he if does. If you've ever been to a show of his, and if you've waited after or even before and you've met him, he always, like, talks to every single person, signs for every single person. Obviously, yep. with COVID, I don't, actually don't think it changed because actually he had to cancel a show due to COVID. And he stood outside the venue. Yeah, for like an hour. For an hour talking to everybody. Yep. Signing autographs, taking pictures, everything. So if you ever go to Olympus concert and you want to meet Fred Durst, you can meet him. You will. Every single time. Yeah. You just hang out outside after. Sometimes it may take him a little bit, but he will come out and he will a thousand percent talk to you. He's the man. Yeah. So these organizers, they would each day do like an interview with all these MTV and other like radio, TV, news casters, <laughs> and they were making every excuse in the book as to why this was not a failure and everything was under control. Oh yeah. Oh everyone. Oh, it was just a couple of people that were causing ruckus, and we got them out. Yeah. And things are perfect, and everyone's great. Yes. And, and out of four hundred thousand people, it's only fifty bad apples. Yeah. Meanwhile, it was like fifty thousand. 
right people riding yeah well it was each day and each like hour it was like more and more people because it's like oh man i'm freaking hot and a bottle of water is twelve dollars now and yep. you're telling me this is gonna happen but and it the doesn't. porta potties are not clean and the water was contaminated yeah so any water they couldn't even drink the water that was free given no, to them they couldn't and the lines for those waters were oh, like were ridiculous yeah hours long that people were like breaking the pipes yes so, but even that water was disgusting yes so. exactly yep and i don't know it was just a mess disaster it was literally like you're putting it was almost like a like a social experiment <laughs> i want to say yes. someone said that at one point or i've definitely heard it before that it was just like you put all these people in a caged area because yep. that's pretty much what it was and you just keep poking them mm-hmm. and keep like taking their i don't know like take hygiene away from them take hydration away from them mm-hmm. take just everything away from them until just see what happens see what they do yeah you know yeah and it's like if you treat people like animals they're, they're gonna yes. behave like animals exactly yeah for sure and then i believe it was friday night or saturday night one of the nights the after party was like a rave party yeah and you're just asking for drugs. Oh, it's and, every night. Yeah, that was every night every, of the... Geez. Yes, it was every single like, night Like, you're just the... asking for trouble with that. Yeah. Like, listen, well, there were all these bands. It's music. It's concert. Like, end the night. Let people go sleep and wake up the next right. day. Like, you're just trying to make it continue. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, when you see things are getting a little crazy, say, okay, the rave's canceled tonight. Right. And right, I get right. people are going to be mad about that, but they'll just go to sleep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or they'll go hang out at their tents, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. it is. But yeah. that definitely didn't help. Yeah, it's so crazy that, like, Warped Tour isn't around anymore. But when it was, and Warped Tour is just a one-day festival that yeah. tours the United States and goes from city to city and state to state. Mm-hmm. And they'll all the bands will perform. And that next morning or late that night, whatever it is, they'll drive to the next town. Mm-hmm. And when all the bands are done, and it's, like, 10 o'clock, and they'll leave a, like whatever, one, two in the morning. At that point for those three, four hours, they all just sit and hang out. And they'll have barbecues and they'll, you know, take acoustic guitars and they'll play guitars and this and that. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's not, like, I don't know, it's so different than just... Well, you want to know what it is now? Like, back then it was almost, like, a lifestyle. I feel like now it's, like, a job. Back, I'm talking about back when things were, like, crazy. Like, I'm talking the 70s, 80s, when it Mm -hmm. was like, oh, they all, you know, obviously a rock star is a rock star and they get into something sometimes. Well, but, but Woodstock, that's what they were doing. They were performing and they were leaving. Yes. Yes. The artists. Yes. That's what they were doing. Yep. But the people, but these people probably went for a good show and it would have been fine if they were treated right. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing is like, okay, I don't think these people were the greatest people in the world. Obviously, if you watch documentary, you see that Things happen to women, girls. But anywhere you have 400,000 people, there's going to be some people with bad intentions. Right. Yes. But what I'm saying is things just got so crazy because they were treated the way they were and there was no Mm -hmm. security. So no one's watching these poor girls or poor people because I'm sure things happen to guys too, you know, getting beat up or whatever it is. But yeah, I don't know. I think it was just poorly run. My thing is like, I just want to get to the whole Biscuit thing. Because I can't believe that they put the blame on okay, them. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. Hurry up. Let's go. One other thing I want to say is <laughs> that Foo Fighters is supposed to perform. Oh, wow. And a combination of them at the ending of recording one of the albums, mm-hmm. combined with one of the guitarists leaving the band, oh. they wound up having not to perform. Wow. Yeah, and then Sugar Ray was supposed to perform, but 
they're saying he got sick. Oh, geez. So it's interesting. And then I don't know who Al Green is, but he was supposed to appear, but he backed out following John F. Kennedy Jr.'s death in a plane crash. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know. Well, maybe I do know him. Al Green. I definitely know the name. Yeah, a okay. thousand percent. So I do know who he is. I feel like Sugar Ray would have got pelted. Yeah. Everyone did. <laughs> yeah. But he really would have, because he mm-hmm. was on the side of, like, ba- like the, the pop, right? you know. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So day one wasn't so bad because people didn't realize how bad they were going to yeah. be treated for the entire weekend. It was like weekend. the calm before the storm. Yeah. And it was like, all right, you know, whatever, $4 for water and the porta potties are still usable and the water is still somewhat clean. Right. But as time went on, the water price were going up, the food price were going up, the porta potties were not usable, the water was not clean. Right. Also, the food was going up but, and the portions were so small. Yes. And people just started rebelling. Yeah. They did. Think enough is enough. You're just put in a cage and they're saying, and back then it's like $4 for water. They said a water back then was like 65 cents. So to think $4, think of that today. If a water is $1.52, mm-hmm. it's really like it's 10 Whatever. Yep. I, I could have yep. done that math horribly, but <laughs> All right. you know what I'm trying to say. And supply and demand. And as supply was going down. Yeah. Demand goes up. Yep. Demand goes up and the price was going up. And people had enough, and they were sick of it. Yeah. And that's when Saturday happened, and Limp Bizkit took the stage. Yes. And these organizers pinned everything. Organize- I feel like it was everything. just the one. Yeah. I forget his name. Yeah. I think it was like John Schur or something like that. Or I don't know if his first name was John, but he seemed like a John. So I'll just say John. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, he was just like, he's a jerk. I actually think he used the word jerk. I just use jerk because I don't want to curse. Okay. But he used something else. Yeah. Did he did? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, oh yeah. <laughs> so he was just pretty much saying, Oh, he told them to get rowdy and all this kind of stuff. But then you have all these other people being interviewed, and they're like, You can't blame Limp Biscuit for being Limp Biscuit. Right. This and we like watching the performance, I'm like, this is literally how he does break stuff every show mm-hmm. that we've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, not again, not word for word, but pretty much like, hey, you're having a bad day. You have these problems. Let it out. Yes. That's what music is for. Yes. Literally. And to let it out safely. In a- yeah. They're not saying, hey, go do this to that girl. Or go break that. Right. That tower. Or yes. go burn this down. Yeah. They're saying just, I don't know, scream the song or yep. go in the pit. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But the problem is when you have all these angry people at something else and. They're going to break stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just but, fast forward real quick? Yeah, go. go okay, ahead. my thing is, yep. they put all the blame on Limp Bizkit, right? Yes. For playing break stuff. And yep. okay, oh, he said, let it all out. But then the last night, the last performance, Red Hot Chili Peppers, I love them. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it's, nothing should be put on them. Right. I'm just saying, the last song they played, as a fire was happening, or as yeah. candles were being handed out, which is so stupid, they played fire. Literally, this song was called Fire. Mm-hmm. So isn't that kind of being like, hey, you have fire in your hands? I would think that's kind of provoking right? what it is. Yeah. And before they played this, because this was their encore, the Chili Peppers, the guy who ran the show was like, hey, can you go out? When you go out there, can you just try to calm them down? And what did Anthony Kiedis say? They're not going to listen to me. Yes. There's too many of them. They're not, they don't care what I say. Mm-hmm. He went out, played Fire. And stuff started burning down. Not saying it's his fault. I'm not saying they should have been blamed. No one should be blamed except the people who created Woodstock. Yeah. So according to Anthony Kiedos, he said that 
they played the song Fire right. in honor of Jimi Hendrix yes, yes. from the original Woodstock, and he said that Jimi Hendrix's sister asked Chili Peppers to play a song. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah, it's yeah. No, no, fault. right, right, right. It was just like, wow, how ironic. Mm-hmm. But they didn't get and Like, okay, so they were asked to play that, but any show you go to, they play break stuff, Limp Bizkit. So it's like... So you should have told him, hey, the crowd's a little rowdy. Don't play break stuff, even though I probably did it anyway. No. Because that's Fred. But it's like, you know you're booking Limp Bizkit. You right. know what their songs are. But see, that's the thing. I don't think they did. I don't think these people actually mm. were like, okay, what kind of shows mm. does Corn have and Limp Bizkit have? And, you know. Right. That Sheryl Crow. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was such, which, great performer, but it's so different right. than everybody else right. that you have. Not everybody yeah. else, but these other bands. Uh-huh. So, uh, there was just this last tour of Limp Bizkit that they did. They had a show in Florida, mm-hmm. and they were yeah. there doing a sound check. And like fifteen minutes before Limp Bizkit went on, the promoters canceled the show. Right? They were like, "We don't feel safe with you playing with seats on the floor." Right? And it's like, "Well, why would you book them I then know. to begin with? Like, you know their seats. Did you, you just know Limp Bizkit? Look up yeah, Limp Bizkit is? Like, like, I don't understand. Like, you know what you're getting into. Yes." Booking a show but hey, and a band. At least they didn't say, well, we don't want to lose money. We'll just keep them. They right. said, yeah. all right, even though it's last minute, we're going to cancel because we don't want things to go right. bad. I know, but why even I, I agree. get to that point? I you know? agree. It's like, yeah. So, And then also what you mentioned is that there was a candlelight vigil during. held during the Chili Peppers performance. Right. And they gave out candles lit to Everyone in the crowd. Ridiculous. And knowing that this crowd was crazy. Yes. And they were okay. already rioting. They were already breaking things. Right. They were already destroying property. They were already driving. Oh, this might have been after. I'm not 100% sure. They okay. were already. Uh, was this after or before? I'm sorry. I don't forget if it was night two or night three. But they drove a van that they stole through the, mm. the rave. Yeah. That was, that was the night before the Chili night Peppers. Before. Yep, yep, yep. So, like, For obviously sure. these people are very unhinged and yes. crazy. And to hand out lit candles to everyone in this crowd. Meanwhile, they took all of their lighters away from them as they were coming in. <laughs> sure did. And then they say, okay, here, here's it back. Oh, you guys are unhappy and crazy and thirsty and hungry mm-hmm. and pissed off. Take some fire. This will yep. do good. So all these people took these candles and rioted. They said, oops, I dropped it. Yep. And they had to bring, like, the SWAT team in to gain yeah. control of what yeah. was going on. The the fire department literally heard what was going on and was like, no. Yeah. I'm not doing it. No. So they had to bring, like, armored police officers in yeah. to stop what was going on. It's it's crazy. insane. It's crazy. crazy. And then once this all got out, because now there's fire, so now when police go in, I'm sure on the scanners people hear it. Oh, what's going on at Woodstock? And then there's helicopters, so you can see the fire. So you're like, okay, something crazy is going on. So now the media gets the actual, well, I wouldn't say actual story, but the more realistic story of this isn't the most peaceful Woodstock around. And then when the promoter was like, oh, it's all Fred Durst's fault. It's all Limp Bizkit's fault. The media decides to go with that and has his performance going on but then put in all the fire burning. Yeah, of course. They edited, on that to be like, yeah. oh, look, as he was doing break stuff, they were setting fires. He made that happen. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, that was the next day. Yes. <sighs> and to respond to that, Limp Bizkit recorded a music video yes. for Rearranged. Mm-hmm. 
and check that out. Watch the Limp Bizkit rearranged music video. Yes, actually, we music watched video. it right after we were done. And yep. I was like, wow, I remember watching it like before school yeah. on MTV like and VH1 and stuff like that. And I never, like, back that I was so young, I never realized, like, oh, wow, they literally put yeah. so much of... Oh, they talk about it's Woodstock. It's all about Woodstock yeah, and how in, they were in the pinned. Video. And, yep. and yeah. it's in a prison and they're all in jail cells and getting a death sentence for her. Yeah, like Woodstock on trial 99. and stuff. Yep, exactly. And it was, it, it's interesting to, yeah. to see now, all these years later. That you know what's weird too? Korn, the lead singer. Yeah, Jonathan Davis. Yes, he always has such a strong opinion of like, it is not Fred's fault. It's yeah, not like Biscuit's fault. That's yeah. who they are. And it's true. He literally like yep. has, that's how I feel. How he talks about it, that's how I feel. But you never hear, I don't think Limp Bizkit's allowed to talk about it. No, he, they he never doesn't, he say doesn't anything. mention. Nope, nope. Yeah, he said something like back then, but you've never heard him do any kind of these documentaries, interviews, nothing. Yeah, I think it was kind of like okay, this is your deal. Yeah, and you're also not allowed to talk yeah. about it. So Kurt Loder from MTV. Mm-hmm. Yes. Live coverage. Mm-hmm. This is what he described to USA Today about it. Okay, let's go. So this. Quoted from him. Mm-hmm. And he was a, a big MTV yeah, host back then. So he said, It was dangerous to be around. The whole scene was scary. There were just waves of hatred bouncing around the place. It was clear we had to get out of there. It was like a concentration camp. To get in, you get frisked to make sure you're not bringing in any water or food that would prevent you from buying mm-hmm. from the outrageously priced booths. You wallow around in garbage and human waste. Ugh. It was a mood of anger. Crazy. So they were making sure that you didn't get any food, any right. water in, so you had to pay top dollar for their stuff. All I'm saying is I would have got something in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. We always get... we. It's like... I mean, obviously, the movies are so easy to bring things in, but we go to... I'm always like, I need my peanut M&Ms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just leave me alone. So I want. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately... Uh, Somebody did report to pass away from the concert. Yes. And there were a couple. Yeah, yeah. And girl, I don't even, I, I, I can't even say the words of mm-hmm. what happened to these poor girls. I think it was like four reported. Yeah. And I'm sure many more of girls just being inappropriately everything. Yeah. It's disgusting. But. I know. You, and, and that is unfortunate that. Yeah. It did turn to that because like it should have been about the music. Of course, of course. And it probably, listen, don't get me wrong. You go to shows and there's always these, again, a, a group of drunk, most of the time male idiots. Mm-hmm. Sometimes girls, but the girls are more like yeah. messy and loud. Right, right, But right. the guys could be like just, you know, causing trouble They're and for the angry. Wrong yes. Yes. So you always have that group. But when you're at the right kind of show, security spots them and says, get the hell out. Here, it's like, okay, they just kept recruiting. It's like they just kept recruiting people. Oh, come join this psycho group we have going on. We're just going to destroy things and harass girls. Right. And But, again, it was because of how it was run and what they were doing to people. And it wasn't just, oh, these people that were attacking other people and women and stuff like that. It was, like, just angry people. Like, if I was there, I would have been pissed. I can't have water. I can't have food. Dude, you know me when I'm hungry. <laughs> I'll burn things down. Yeah. You give yeah. me my cheeseburger yeah. or my pizza. Yep. I know. Crazy. You know, it's crazy. And then these people are drinking and doing God knows what drugs. And to be honest, I'm actually surprised that 
there weren't more people who got way more seriously injured. I know. You know, from what was going on. There were people who got, like, stitches and broken arms, legs. But that kind of happens. I mean, not to say it's great, but that kind of happens at any concert. Yes. Big concert, because crowd surfing and pits and stuff like that. But the amount of riots and the amount of fires being... Oh, my God. ...burnt, uh, it's... It's insane. Amazing that... The only thing we witness being burned at shows is what is legal now. <laughs> <laughs> True that. And it has a nice smell to it. Yes. But that's about I it. I don't even smoke it, but I love the way it smells. <laughs> exactly. Fred Durst himself. Yeah. So uh, check it out. The Woodstock. There's a bunch of Woodstock documentaries. But this one was like so... It Okay, so... I feel like these people who made this documentary have been doing research for like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, And they're like, yeah. okay, we got every bit of information that we want to get out there for now at least. Yep. So I think it's a good one. And they have really good interviews with artists and people who were there for Woodstock. Yes. And, and both sides of everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And some of the organizers too were on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's interesting. I think they all were. Yeah. Pretty much, I'm right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the guy that... that the fan who was there. Yeah. Who was talk about smoking something. <laughs> he was like full on Woodstock. Yes. Yes. But he had great stories because he was there. And he uh-huh. like actually experienced it from First the hand. point yep. of a fan. For sure. In the crowd. So. Yeah. And to me, I couldn't imagine also because this was times before cell phones. That many people, people intoxicated and right. taking whatever drugs they were taking. How do you find the people you're with once you split up from them? I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Like, like I'm so lucky that you're dressed as Pooh Bear when we go to concerts because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'll always find you. Uh-huh. I'm not worried. And I- it's like, I'm out there in the crowd, in the pit, crowd surfing. And when you crowd surf, you get to the front mm-hmm. and then you have to like make your way back yeah. to where you were. Yeah. How do you even get back to where you were like, fighting where through you all those in? people? Yeah. I know. I don't understand how people found each other once they got separated. They probably didn't, and it was just like, okay, we'll meet at the, our tent. Tonight. I guess. I guess. I don't know. You would really have to, like, after each band, like, designate a spot. Like, listen, yeah, but you no matter even, what. You saw the crowd. It was, the I crowd know. was thousands of people deep. I know. Yeah, the performers were saying on stage, like, they couldn't see the end of the crowd. It's wild. It was a wave of people, and they, they couldn't see where it ended. I honestly think I would have been one of those people to get seriously hurt. I mean, yeah. yeah. Because I hate, it's one of my least favorite things, being at a show and being in the crowd and enjoying myself, and then the band goes, everybody jump. Yeah, Why yeah, are you doing yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Why? Because yeah. <laughs> I just get stomped on and thrown around. I'd rather be right next, not in it, never in it, mm. but right next to the pit. Yeah. Because you kind of like, there's space. It actually yes. is like, it's open, and it's actually yeah. cooler than being mm-hmm. in the crowd. Until there's those jerks who just like, Go at people. Yes, but lately around. it shows. Lately, I mean, like the past like seven years, mm-hmm. eight years, people have been like, when there's someone like that, I almost feel like they kind of people like take them out. They do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone kind of comes together yeah. and they like get this freaking guy yes, out of the pit. I agree. You're being a Which jerk. is definitely nice. Yeah. So I remember I used to be in the beginning when I first started going to shows with you. I'd be like, oh my god, I hope he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> and then I'm like, no one's nah, bothering him. Come on, come on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, anything else you want to say about Woodstock 99? I'm sure. I I'm know. I'm sure there's, there's tons as more. As soon as we hit done, yep. 
done recording. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I didn't say this and this and this. Yeah, but I, I was know. like super. Like after we were done with it, I literally was like for an hour just like going on and on and like researching stuff. And of course, there's all these articles now coming out mm-hmm. about it. Right. You know, again, we jumped on the bandwagon. We're like, let's do an episode on it. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it was a good set of bands. It would have been yeah. cool to see. But oh, I, for sure. If I could have been there, I wouldn't have. No, huh? No, no chance. Mm. I don't want no part of that. Yeah, I would have loved to. Of course, yeah. Definitely. It's just, I can't be in crowds like that. Just that alone mm. would hurt me. And yeah. the water, I, I need to I be know. hydrated. Like, I hear you. You know. I do. But uh, Fred Durst did go surfing on a piece of plywood in, in the crowd. Please, we've met Fred Durst. It's awesome. After shows. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so cool. No, it is cool. It, of course, it would have been cool to be a part of and survive well and also i'm a girl it was different for girls like, i understand you know what i mean i get it yes yes i would have been worried like leaving you of course and, you know i would have for sure yeah. mm-hmm. although i would have i can't even say what i would have did <laughs> i would have messed people yeah. up um unfortunately it got ruined to ever happen again yeah it never will just because the riots and just everything that came with it mm-hmm. the aftermath just It'll never happen again. Yeah. So now we just live through documentaries. Yeah, that's it. And now it's just Coachella. Yeah. And the fire festival. Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Coachella supposedly is people like it, but that's like the hippie, the now version of Mm -hmm. the hippie festival. Yes. So, all right. Well, let us know if you watch a documentary. Let us know if you were fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to be there. Oh, I would wow, yeah. love to speak to somebody who is actually there. Yeah, that'd and be cool. And we could speak to firsthand. If you were there, if you know somebody who was there at Woodstock 99, hit us up. Yeah, we'd Let love us to know. talk to them. Yes, you will be on this podcast for sure, yes. if you want to be. Yes. And if you want to talk about it. We'd or love to have you. we could you. interview you separately and yeah. then talk about what right. we talked about. Exactly. And not give your name. Yeah, or either whatever. way. Just hit us up. Please. We just yeah. want to talk to you. We won't yes. even talk about you on the podcast. We just want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But that's that. Limp Biscuit still to this day, going strong and killing it. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's almost 52. 52. 50, he's 52 now. He's going to be 53. 53. And he just got married for the fourth time. Yeah, he did. That Fred Durst. Fourth time's a charm. Yeah, there you go. I'll uh, I'll take that into consideration. <laughs> yeah, oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anything else before we uh, end it here? Uh, no, I th- I think that's it. I think I'm yeah. content with. Oh, you know what else you got to do? What? Go on YouTube, Limp Biscuit Woodstock '99. Check out their set. Yes. It's intense. Oh, it's so good. Insane. So good. Yeah. It's got to be one of the best performances they've they've done. Yeah. So for sure, check it out. Yeah. Just YouTube, Limp Biscuit, Woodstock 99. Believe me, you'll get the be whole, there. Yeah, you'll get the whole set. Yep. I've watched it many of times. <laughs> I have. And I've... For sure. I believe yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And during Faith, he came out and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. I guess that's it. Hit us up on the socials. Like we always say, we love hearing from you guys and girls. And mm-hmm. we appreciate it all. We really do. We're almost 150 episodes in and we do it for y'all. Yeah. We do. Hope you enjoy it as much as we do. And until next week, anything else? That's it. All right. So once again, I am Greg, a.k.a. Crazy Greg, a.k.a. Pooh Bear, and you are? I am wanting to go to Olympus Good Show. Well, 
Next time they come around, we'll be there. Always. For sure. But I'm still Alex. <laughs> All right, still Alex. <laughs> so until next time, be good, be crazy, and we'll see you real soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Anything Goes podcast with Greg and Alex. See you real soon. Suckers.